is good, everyone. This is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Please welcome my guest from Canada. Her name is Kathy Nesbitt. She's a worm advocate and founder of Kathy's Crawley Composter. Composters? Yes. Oh my gosh. I should have practiced that before we started recording. That's all right. You know, this is real life. We screw up. We make mistakes. We just keep moving forward. But Kathy, so thank you so much for joining me today and um, willing to share what you do with the audience. I think what you do is very valuable. And as uh, as usual, you guys, Sadie and, and uh, Athena are making some noise. Um, yeah, can you tell the audience like what you do because it's it's very detrimental to our our environment. Yes, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me as a guest, Dan. I appreciate it. Label free, it's perfect. Uh, so, I, so I am a worm advocate. So my goal is um, to put worms in every living space. It's indoor composting. So the same as outdoor composting, except done inside with worms. And these are special worms, uh, red wigglers. And they convert food scraps and paper and turn it into nature's finest soil amendments so we can grow more nutrient-rich food. Very, that's, that's very cool. So, like, so for someone like me that lives in a townhouse, so what, how would I use those um, for, for my, for my like, way of living? Yeah, so so anybody, so the, I have a wonderful system that's designed for people that don't have outdoor space for doing composter, okay. like um, condos, townhouses, office towers. I mean, not that we're working so much in person right now, <laughs> uh, right? But so for anywhere that doesn't have space for outdoor composting, it's a perfect uh, way to manage some of your scraps. Yeah, And then you take, so, if, so um, the material that's created, the compost that can be used on your house plants or you can use it in your garden outside for to grow more nutrient-rich vegetables that's very cool so what made you how long have you been doing this for 19 years i started in 2002 and here's a little bit since you're in the states and i'm in canada so so i'm located near toronto and in 2002 our landfill closed and when the the landfill for the largest city in a country closes it's a problem a big smelly problem so although canada is a large country we couldn't find a place to site a new landfill and we started shipping garbage to the u.s and at the beginning almost 200 garbage trucks were making the way every day, Monday to Friday, from Toronto to Michigan. Wow. I mean, Ontario to Michigan, I guess, if I'm yeah. going to say the same <laughs> state to province. That's insane. Can you imagine? Oh, my, like a thousand trucks a week. Yeah. So, so I just really, I have a quick question. And I know you told me some of this before when we first connected, and I found it very interesting. That's why I wanted to share your you, like what you do, because I think it's necessary for people to know they have options to help reduce that, their waste. Um, so how, so did the U.S. made a deal? Why did Canada close that landfill? Why, it I mean, filled up. It filled oh, up. Oh, oh. Right. You start with a hole when the landfill is, is a pit. Right. And then as you dump all your garbage in, it, okay. it eventually fills up. And so that's what happened in 2002. It filled up. No more space. Now it's a ski hill. <laughs> <laughs> not really no no not really <laughs> well, I mean, at least you could be repurposing I don't know <laughs> I, okay so it fills up and then we didn't have anywhere to put it so so how did it come to the states it's business it's yeah. just business right so we we had a product garbage the, the the Michigan had has a big landfill that they needed space to fill or whatever they wanted content so 
So it was an exchange, a lot of money. We're, we're paying, Canadians are paying a lot of money. Okay. To I was going to ask that, like, what does that do to your cost of living that has to go up if they're, they're transporting? Because there, there's like with the, the customs and all that stuff, there's a cost involved when you, when you have to cross the border. And it, you're creating garbage on an ongoing basis. So they need to come up with solutions very fast. And so, yeah, so that's, that's what happened. Now it's not happening anymore. We did find a landfill. You yes. did? Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, I'm, but it was just so, so what I'm doing, when I heard that we were shipping garbage, I was like, I have a solution. It's indoor composting. Yeah. So, comp so in 2002, there was a garbage strike in Toronto. In the summer, of course, right? Why have it in the winter, <laughs> right? And and so I was watching the news and people were lining up for hours to drop their garbage at the landfill. And I was like, those people don't compost yeah. because if you compost, it takes the stink out of garbage, right? You're managing the smelly garbage and then your recyclables and the other you know, paper and whatever, they don't smell, that doesn't smell. So you wouldn't care how long the strike was. Yeah. So I decided to go on a road trip and um, <laughs> to educate people. I wanted to find out why people don't compost. So I had a series of questions and there were, I went to a transfer station where there was about 80 picketers and they were angry. They were angry that I was there trying to offer a solution, maybe taking sure. their jobs <laughs> yeah. right down the road. If everybody composts, we won't need to truck all that garbage around. Yeah. Okay. It's a long way away. We're a ways away from that. Sure. Uh, yeah. So it was just, you know, and that, and, because of that, I ended up, I asked you, what were the questions that you asked why people weren't composting? I asked them, do you compost? Why not was my second one, because you wouldn't line up for three hours to drop off your garbage if you if you didn't need to. Right, right, right. And what were right? they, what was their answer to that? So the answer was no. And, you know, then my next question was, would you if there was an incentive? And then I discovered that, you know, Toronto was offering composters for twenty five dollars. It's a, that's an incentive. Okay. So that so, that's a good incentive? Yes, it is. You know, it's okay. usually $80 or something for one of those composters. Ooh. So they were, yeah, they were highly subsidized. Oh, wow. Um, and then the picketers were getting angry and they were shouting at me. I can't say what they said. <laughs> <laughs> you, they, could. You, know, they, you could if you wanted, but if you don't swear, I understand. <laughs> I, I do swear, but you know, they were, they were quite, and I don't know, you know, uh, 20 years ago, I don't know where I got the, the nerve, the bravado to go and face an angry mob. I'm not sure, but I felt, I really feel on purpose. I think this is something so important. Yeah. And you know, when you know something and you're like, ah, oh, this is just what we need to do, but yeah. people don't understand yet. Yeah. So that's been my journey. So my journey has been educating people about the idea when I speak, people are like, that's so great. What a great idea. And then they're like, oh, worms in the house. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think that it makes sense. And if you have um, a system for people in their home, I think that, you know, I think there's a lot of people that talk about being um, aware of their environment and trying to make a difference. But I don't know how many of them I really truly believe are trying to make a difference. And so, um, you know, like I told you before, I'm sharing, I'm sharing this with a lot of friends and family because, you know, I know that we actively do things to repurpose and try to, to, to reduce our carbon footprint in the environment. You know, I, I try to stay away from a lot of plastic. Um, I try to stay away, you know, I try to recycle. I mean, I don't know how much of a difference I'm making with recycling. And I actually get mad when I don't, when people don't recycle because at least you could try. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, yeah. at least you could try. And it's just like the person that throws garbage out their window when they're driving. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Or smokers, like if you smoke, that's fine, but don't flick your cigarette butts out the window. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like put them in the ashtray, right? Those are little toxic, they're toxic. And then they go in our waterways and well, okay. That's a whole nother topic. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. Since- you know, I, I think Deanna, we, it's really important that people take responsibility for what they're doing but pick something you know the environment is so big like the water's broken the air's broken we have so much garbage our food's broken so pick an area that that speaks to your heart and focus there and just do work there and talk to everybody about what they can be doing and then it's what you know as we band together we're like oh i'm doing this what are you doing okay oh i can do that too good yeah for sure. For sure. No, I love it. I love it. And so since you started this, um, how many, how many people have you gotten involved and have jumped on your movement to, to use your, your worms and your composting systems and all that good stuff? I have just, uh, just about 10,000 customers. Uh, I know. Thank you. I know so much. Awesome. But thank you. Yes. But when I started, you know, I was, I would, again, when you feel like, you know, what is right what needs to be done it's like okay here we do this is what we're going to do yeah and then i when so i started to do um exhibit at trade trade shows and home shows and farmers markets to educate people and i thought oh this will be so great you know people will when i explain why we need this people will just be buying that's how it works (laughs) no no not really (laughs) people get what they want what not what they need right People need worms, but they don't want worms. Okay. okay. <laughs> so yeah. then I was like, oh, how am I going to put worms in every space if people are afraid of worms? Yeah. And I started to do school workshops. Oh, cool. So now over 75,000 students have seen my presentation. And it's so beautiful. Like, you know, the kids get it. Yeah. They get it. And they, they have so much fun. So having worms in the classroom is a beautiful lesson. They can watch the worms. They can learn about what they eat, what they don't like. And then the really important part, I started my business as a waste management tool. But I've short, in short order, I realized it's the material that the worms are creating. Yeah. Black gold. Right. So they turn, took the, this garbage, what we call garbage, and they turned it into worm poop, <laughs> yeah. which is so nutrient rich and ready for the plants to take up. So when plants are growing, the nutrients come out of the soil into the plant. Yeah. If we take those clippings and put them in the garbage or do anything other than composting, we're robbing the soil of those nutrients. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, my aunt, she's, she's got a huge garden, you know, and she has compost piles and I know she's just going to absolutely, she's gonna die she will want to watch this episode she probably will reach out to you want to talk to you but um yeah and so when I go to help her you know I'll help her with her garden you know I'm I have a very big family so very family oriented I'm the oldest of five my mom's one of six so that my aunt is my mom's sister and so we all go over there and help her with her garden and we get tons of great food and veggies and all that good stuff but she like she kind of she called it her her soil that was created from the compost piles is like the liquid gold. Yeah, or not the liquid gold, but is like gold, like what you talk talk about. And so when we would plant the, you know, new new um, vegetables, she would put a little bit of that in there with, she had her bunch of other concoctions that she made, that she made up, but she did put some of that soil from the composting into like when we planted the new plants. So 
What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Ho, 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 ladies. The holidays came early, not only for you, but for your man here at Manscaped, the leading men's hygiene brand. Manscaped just launched new products that your man will actually use, including their all-new ultra-premium body wash and a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. Also, this awesome refined cologne. It smells so sexy. My man loves it. I love him wearing it, especially after he's all clean shaven, using the lawnmower 4.0 and trimming those nasty nose hairs and those ear hairs. You know, you know what I'm saying, ladies? It's time to give the man in your life the gift of beautiful skin, hair, and balls this holiday season. Go to manscaped.com and use the code labelfree20 for 20% off and free shipping. That's right, ladies, 20% off and free shipping with the code labelfree20 at manscaped.com. How long, I have a question, how long does it take from, like if you're going to put the food, and I probably should have asked this before, the food and maybe like paper into your, the composting with the worm, how long does it typically take them to break that down to turn it into the, the black gold, as you call it? So like, there's a lot of factors, temperature, moisture, particle okay. size, so a lot of factors, but the guideline is, um, from setup to harvest, it's about three to five months. Okay. It's a process. For sure. For sure. Well, just like anything. It's all, it's all, if we're, you know, if we're not following processes every day, then I don't know what you're doing. You're like this, you know, flying and in the wind. I don't know. But you actually have some other very cool things that you do. Do you want to shift gears unless you want to add a little bit more about the, the composting, the worms and all that good stuff? No, let's segue. My, my working title is Kathy Crawley Laughing Bean Queen. The Crawley part, we talk about the worms. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. I love it. Yes. <laughs> Laughing. I'm a laughter yoga teacher. And that came about because I was getting discouraged, you know, 19 years. Oh, I think it was maybe 2013. I was like, one more person said to me, ooh, worms in the house. And I was like, oh, how am I going to put worms in every every living space if people are still saying, ooh, you're not, if you're thinking, ooh, when you're hearing worms, you're not, you're not listening. You're just like, la, 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 yeah. worms, yeah. that's not for me, right? You're not even yeah. reading the article. You're not, look, you're not listening to the podcast. You're like, worms, oh, no, not for me. Right, okay? sure, sure. So, so I was kind of like, oh, maybe I should just get a J-O-B. Yeah. What? Oh, no. Yeah. No fun. <laughs> Who would hire me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I was I was at a business meeting and the first speaker gave a gave a five minute introduction to laughter yoga. Mm-hmm. I don't even do yoga. I like so I was like laughter yoga. What's that? Oh, I like laughing. So mm-hmm. it was kind of neat. That same week, I was at a business event, um, a networking event, and there was hundreds of people. The very first woman that I met was a laughter yoga teacher. Oh, wow. That's cool. Wow. So that, I was kind of like, that, like that, that, that synergy. Yeah. To me, I'm like twice in one week. I said to her, laughter yoga is mainstream. <laughs> in 20, 20, that was 2014. So I, she said, no, it isn't. We trooped around that whole night, ask every, everyone that we met, have you heard of laughter yoga? Have you heard of laughter? And yeah. nobody had. Okay. So, um, yeah, so I decided, okay, I, I really like this. So I decided to get trained. I became a leader. And I like that so much. I became trained as a teacher. So now I do, I teach other people to be laughter leader. Huh? And laughter is the best medicine, Deanna. And I think for the time that we're in, 
I put, I was put on earth to tell people about the worms, like to really raise awareness about this beautiful thing Mm -hmm. in order to do anything. When you're on a mission, it's really important to, for self-care, like to look after yourself. So then you're, you know, put your own mask on when you're in the airplane. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And then you can look after the others. Same idea. So I really needed to look after myself. I was getting discouraged, getting beaten down and then laughter. So now laughter came to me. I laugh every day and here's some fun things. I know you said you went to the gym, so you're a fitness person. Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> so laughter, laughter is the best medicine. It's scientifically proven. 10 to 15 minutes of sustained belly laughter is equivalent to 300 sit-ups. Oh, wow. 30 minutes on a rowing machine. Uh, I, uh, there's equivalent to jogging. I mean, there's so many equivalents. 10 to 15 minutes of sustained, like where you're like, ha, 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 And so laughter yoga is not about jokes or comedy, right? Because that requires you to have a frontal lobe. Yeah. You don't have to be understanding. You don't even need to, like, I do a lot of work with um, long-term care with folks with dementia, um, with special needs folks. So make, jokes would not fly very well. Sure. Um, so it's really just about, uh, as the laughter leader, we we have these games that we introduce, and and the idea is just for people to laugh. So we do have like milkshake laughter. So we would do, oh, we're going to make milkshakes. So we just ask everyone, okay, so hold up your milkshake making things, and then you mix them together, whoop, 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 and then you drink it. <laughs> right, and so it's just like, yeah, we used to say fake it till you make it. But then people were leaving the class saying, I felt fake because yeah. we set it up that way. Sure. And, and it isn't fake. I mean, you know, we might be putting on the laughter. So we can it's live a, it's an exercise. It's an exercise and it's a tool to, I, so my grandmother, she really believed in, in laughter too, like as the best medicine. I, I remember when you said that, I remember she had like a picture and it was a sign on the side of her refrigerator forever. And it says laughter is the best medicine. And, you know, I, I, I try to wake up every day and be joyful and just okay. tap into that joy. And um, I, I totally agree with what you're saying, but keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just a, a series of, of exercises and breathing. And um, so, yes, we can live without food and water for a few days. We might be grumpy and uncomfortable, but we could do it. We can only live without oxygen for a few minutes. Yeah. Laughter forces us, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? We have to breathe. And our brain requires 25% more oxygen than the rest of our body as an operating principle, right? It's a machine. Yeah. The answering machine. <laughs> right? So when we're stressed, like during a global pandemic, yeah. we're not breathing properly. So our body is not getting what it needs for sure. Our brain isn't. Yeah. Ever lost your keys, phone, glasses? And you're flopping around and you're like, I gotta go. Come on, where yeah. where'd you put my keys? Sure, sure. <laughs> right? As long as you're flopping around, not breathing, you're not gonna find your keys in that state because yeah. your brain is literally being deprived of oxygen. That's, so you yeah, need to yeah. so so what you need to do next time you lose something, just stop, take a deep breath, <gasps> laugh it off. <laughs> And then apologize to everyone and you'll find your keys. Or <laughs> well, luckily I, luckily I live alone. So when I start getting <laughs> tight like that, I don't have to apologize to anyone. But I have <laughs> learned that, and now now that I know that, and I didn't know that, like that I need to just give my brain more oxygen, which makes total sense. I've learned just to like, you know what? I'm just going to let that go because it'll pop up. 
So, yeah. and usually within like, you know, an hour or two, like what I was looking for, it, you know, it, I find it. Yeah. So, so, but that makes sense though. Now I know just to like start laughing, like, oh, you're so silly, Deanna, you lost, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And laughing at ourselves, that's one of the exercises. You go, okay, everyone put your finger up, everyone put one finger, and then you point at yourself, and then you start laughing. <laughs> oh, I went. Oh, I made that mistake. Whoops. <laughs> Instead of beating ourselves up, which we do, we're like, oh, why did it? Oh, no. And then we get into that downward spiral. We're like, oh, you know, when we say bad things about ourselves, I'm such a bleh. Yeah. Don't just start laughing like, oh, because <laughs> it changes everything. It changes your state. It changes your state. And so laughter is the best medicine. And I say, have you had your daily dose? D-O-S-E, yes, dopamine, oxy oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. Oh, wow, there you go. The love drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might have to make that the title of this episode. Have you had your daily dose? <laughs> oh, you yes, do. Yeah. That's beautiful. That, that, is, that would be really great. That would be really great. So you you do a lot of positive things for for the environment and for, in, for people. So how long have you, I, I'm sorry, maybe I missed that part, but how long have you been a, a laughter yoga teacher? Uh, so I became a leader in 2014, uh, 2015, became a teacher in 2016, and I was appointed a laughter ambassador by the founder of Laughter Yoga in 2017. Very cool. So laughter yoga, let me talk about that a little bit. Um, it was started in 1995 by a medical doctor in India. Okay. And his goal is world peace. Can you imagine? I want to jump on that train. Oh, I did. I'm a card carrying member. <laughs> That's awesome. You're awesome. Yeah. Can you imagine like if we're all laughing together, Deanna? Oh, oh my gosh. What yep. a world. Yeah. What a world. So we're, so we're doing um, laughter yoga in prisons okay. with the inmates and the guards with police forces with um, schools in India, they've got laughter yoga in the curriculum. Like nobody's skipping that class. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm working now with teachers. I'm doing like everything's online now, um, but I'm doing um, laughter yoga with, with teachers, with Alzheimer's, um, uh, Alzheimer's Canada, um, you know, just helping people because a lot of people are str struggling at this time. Yes, they are. I, yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I know. It's, it's and when we're suffering, when we're struggling, we're in fear. So when we're in yeah. fear, we're not breathing properly, right? And we can't come up with solution when our brain is not being oxygenated. Bad, and they're wearing your. If you're wearing that mask, don't get me started on that. But how long is a yoga a laughter yoga class? It goes anywhere from thirty to sixty minutes. Oh wow, that's, that's and a, it's a cardiovascular yeah. workout. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Just because they. I bet that it's like quite the workout. I can only imagine because if you're working like breathing, because it's like breath work. Breath work is not easy because you actually have to sit there and you have to focus on that. And so if you're laughing and tapping into that part of you and, and creating all that, 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 you know, breathing, um, that's, that's intense. So before we start wrapping things up, Kathy, can you please drop, like, let us know all your links where anybody can find you, maybe hire you, get more information about you, all that good stuff. Yes, hire me, please. <laughs> so my web website is kathyscomposters.com, Kathy with a C. 
Um, my laughter page, you can find all of my offerings there. That's my main website. Um, my laughter page is kathysclub.com if anybody's uh, wanting the laughter. And I do a free uh, 30 minutes laughter yoga every Tuesday morning, 9.30 Eastern Daylight. Cool. Uh, 8.30 your time. <laughs> um, yeah, come and check it out. It's 30 minutes on Zoom and it's it's a beautiful way. My morning sessions are pretty high energy as as I am I'm pretty high energy it's actually it's funny doing the evening ones because evening laughter I, I want people to kind of be calming down right so sure. that they can get ready um, for for sleep so it's more meditative more you know lots of deep breathing and kind of tapping and just getting into our body where the day one gets you all revved up and ready to take on the day I might have to jump into that free class check it out because I think that's yes. amazing before we, before we go, before I let you go, Kathy, and, and get back to your day, are there any last words of advice or wisdom or anything you'd like to share with the audience? I would just like to um, encourage everyone to be gentle on themselves. Just be kind to yourself. Be kind to your neighbor. We're all having um, this experience. We're not in it together, but it's, it's a global thing. And just be kind, like good moments, bad moments. Um, and remember to, as soon as we start smiling, we start secreting dopamine and serotonin. That must be why I feel so good all the time. Cause I always try to smile. <laughs> all right, Kathy, thank you so much for joining us today. You are an awesome guest, even Athena thinks so. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and share. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.